tonight. Warner Brothers releases the final trailer for Joker, this October's character study in how to be a Batman villain. Can the film possibly live up to the trailer's hype? And can Mr. Phoenix possibly live up to those who have donned the green hair before him, Mr. Leto excluded? Also tonight, the new Disney Plus streaming service announces several new exclusive streaming series, including one with Ewan McGregor reprising Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. Can this latest attempt put the legacy of the prequels behind it and do justice to one of the Star Wars universe's most hallowed figures? And is the director of Thor's Ragnarok and the forthcoming Love and Thunder really headed to the DCEU? All this next on Prestalgia News with Dixby Caravaggio. Predicting tomorrow's nostalgia today. Thanks for joining me, kiddos. It's a Thursday, and I and I know you were all hoping to wake up and find a new full issue of In Lieu of under your holiday tree. But I wanted to play with the format a little this week. Try something new. Try something that isn't like our standard issues, or even like those in lieu of our regular issues. If what we're doing right now goes well, who knows? We may do more, likely releasing them on a different day of the week, so you'll have even more to look forward to, especially when volumes end and full issues are in short supply. As always, so glad you're here with me, kiddos. Let's break some news. One small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? Well, I'll be gosh darned if I didn't come up with the idea for this first. I also came up with the idea for the show Gotham, too. I mean, how many of us can claim that we totally had the ideas for these Batman spinoffs years ago? What can I say? We fan fiction practitioners all have our stories. But I'm not here right now to judge whether or not my version of a solo Joker movie will be better than what the WB and DC are putting out this October. I'm not even here to really speculate about how the movie will be received when it's released. Instead, I'm interested to see how it might be remembered years after its release. What do you think, kiddos? Has what we've been shown so far been promising enough? We've had, what, two, three trailers maybe? There's a lot of buzz surrounding this movie. Joaquin Phoenix is being touted as a major contender for Best Actor at next year's Oscars. Remember, this is not without its precedent in history. Heath Ledger famously won Best Supporting Actor um, posthumously for his turn as the character in 2008's The Dark Knight. I mean, this movie has a lot going for it. Robert De Niro is in it. Martin Scorsese is executive producing. This is going to be good, right? I'm planning an in lieu of a regular issue around promising trailers. You know, that phenomenon of why couldn't the studio just make that movie, the one from the trailers, instead of what they ultimately released theatrically? I think about Watchmen and Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and why are all of these Zack Snyder movies? Anyway, I I wonder if DC is falling into a familiar trap with Joker, at least a trap uh, that should be familiar to them, having stepped in it repeatedly. And that trap is this. They never seem satisfied just making a superhero movie. They're always compelled to make a superhero epic. Even the successful crop of the, you know, the few DCEU movies like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam that have actually done commercially and critically uh, much better than anything with Superman and Batman. And I mean, those guys, who knows those two guys? But even with those quote unquote really good DCEU movies, they're still just not satisfied telling the story. Do you know what I mean? 
And I'm not saying it's always a bad idea. Just because it's a trap, uh, the thing I'm talking about, doesn't mean it always results in negative outcomes. Think about the ambition of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, the grandeur of it all. I do have my own take on that trilogy that I'll no doubt share with this audience someday. But bottom line, those movies are epic. They were successful. They were popular at the time and have become the stuff of legend since being released. But, you know, DC and and WB movies can sometimes just be movies, and that's okay. Would anyone call the Ant-Man movies epic? And are they any less cool for not being epic? Are they unsuccessful? They're no Infinity War or Endgame, but they're not meant to be. Batman v Superman especially just tried too hard to be an epic, to be the godfather of superhero movies. I worry that Joker could be in the same boat as Dawn of Justice over there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if we're more nostalgic for Joker the film in the years to come, or if we're more nostalgic for what the film's trailers promised us. Can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. Hey everyone, Obi-Wan is back! And he's gonna be on a TV show! And it won't be starring a living actor with Alec Guinness's CGI'd face transposed onto him. At least I don't think it will. News of Ewan McGregor's return to the role, he originated in 1999 and played until 2005, has definitely been bubbling under the surface. Especially when it was revealed that he lent his voice to a scene in 2015's The Force Awakens, where Rey touches the lightsaber and has all those flashbacks to the earlier movies. I, for one, am happy to hear uh, Ewan's coming back. Things about McGregor's performances in the prequels irked, and still do irk me. You were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. But when I am forced into watching said prequels, he is one of the few characters I can stomach. And the only character, I argue, who I feel gets better as the movies drag on from menace through clones to Sith. I want the show's main narrative to be set on Tatooine, don't we? I mean, during Kenobi's years in isolation. It must have been an extra lonely time for him, watching Luke grow up from afar and his only company being the occasional Force ghost to commune with. If left in the desert, the whole show would be one big downer, so let's see some flashbacks, people. If Ben is in the desert, let's see his hair growing gray, right? Maybe if there's a season two or a season three, he's progressively growing into the Obi-Wan that we see in A New Hope. But then, but then, if he's in a flashback, um, some solo mission between episodes one and two or two and three, then you should let Ewan's persistent youthfulness take over and just give some glimpses of that old character that we remember. Qui-Gon's plucky apprentice, Anakin's sensible mentor, Yoda's trusted confidant. There's certainly a lot of potential here, and a lot of pressure, too. It will be interesting to note if the series uh, draws as much anticipation as the other announced and quite further along Star Wars series on Disney+, Plus, The Mandalorian. That show, which is, again, due out first before the Obi-Wan series, will likely set the tone for these types of uh, Disney Plus series. So hopefully we'll have a better idea of what we can expect in the Kenobi show by what the Bounty Hunter show brings to the table. If done well, the Obi-Wan series could become a Star Wars stock that'll only yield greater and greater nostalgic returns as it matures. Stock market analogies. (laughs) Let's do the numbers. Hey, 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 take it easy, man. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Korg. I'm kind of like the leader in here. Over here, there's a pile of rocks waving at you. Here, 
Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. This is my very good friend over here, Meek. He's an insect and has nice little hands. Uh, made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock, paper, scissor joke for you. Anyone else hear that a Marvel director is going to act in a DC movie that's directed by another Marvel director? Was that just my fever dream? Taika Waititi is in potential talks for an undisclosed role in the James Gunn-helmed The Suicide Squad rebootquel, which is scheduled to hit theaters in 2021. What the hell did I just say? It's weird, not weird, right? I mean, we always make a huge deal about these corporate allegiances, how all the companies are divided and what properties they have access to, and which properties they don't. I wonder if the heads of Disney, Sony, and WB see it similarly. Well, maybe there is some truth to uh, all the perceived tension, especially with uh, Spider-Man being pulled out of the MCU. But as for this final topic on tonight's Prestalgia news, I'm not sure if I even care to develop an opinion on this, of something that could end up being nothing more than chance and circumstance. My ruling on the new attempt at a Suicide Squad movie? <sighs> Seems to me like too little, too late. If it can manage to attain even cult status, then good on it. Maybe it'll have a decent shot at generating some legit nostalgia in the future. Hopes are much higher, and I can't believe I'm saying this for the fourth Thor movie. The fourth! Ragnarok really, really, really turned this franchise around, and the excitement is there for Hemsworth and Waititi and Hiddleston. Why the hell not? He's getting a Disney Plus show too. Excited. Everyone's excited for all of them to return to a series I thought would follow Tony and Cap's example and end with three solo adventures. There are rumors about a potential Iron Man 4, right? Did I make that up? Love and Thunder, Thor's fourth solo outing. I mean, if it's anything like its predecessor, this movie is on track to become a beloved and fiercely revered favorite of Marvel's fourth phase. <clears throat> it's weird. My voice is starting to feel kind of strange again and joker's first solo movie has a lot to prove and even more to live up to obi-wan is back and has the potential to become lore and they're making a fourth thor movie Four. well that does it for tonight's report we still want to hear from you kiddos email us and dixby at in instagram go ahead and follow us at in underscore podcast New full issue is on the way, plus maybe some more rubbish like this. I'm Dixby Caravaggio, and that's all the nostalgia that's fit to be forced into your brains.